بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters The world is going through a lot. We know that there are challenging times, people are struggling, while there are a few who are actually doing very, very well. But this is the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will keep testing us from the point of birth to the point of death. It's us being tested, our parents, our siblings, or people around us, etc. That's part of the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, one thing we need to realize is that Whenever we have hardship and difficulty, the only way to navigate through these hardships is to look at revelation and what Allah has given us. So he has given us the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. He has given us a lot of beautiful scholars who have from the very beginning uh, been teaching us the goodness. And when I say the very beginning, I'm talking about the scholars from among the Sahaba anhum coming down to those who followed them and those who followed them, etc., etc. So my brothers and sisters, if you have issues and difficulties and if you are facing hardship and if you are looking at the challenges of today, there is no better way than to connect with Allah. And in order to connect with Allah, you need to connect with the word of Allah, which is revelation, which is the Quran. If you have a connection with the Quran, you will automatically have the ease, the contentment, the goodness. And it's the beginning of the path towards understanding the plan of Allah, appreciating it and enjoying it, even if it is through hardship and difficulty. And when we look at the Quran, Aisha radiallahu anha was asked about how was the Prophet peace be upon him in terms of his character. She said, Kana khuluquhu al-Quran. His character was basically the Qur'an. Whatever you see enshrined in the Qur'an was embodied by the Prophet ﷺ within him as a person. Everything he did reflected the Qur'an, the Qur'anic teachings, the values and so on. Now, if he was a walking or moving Qur'an, as we would say, as per this hadith of Aisha then what we need to realize is the Qur'an should lead us to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad where Allah has said in so many different places in the Qur'an that we should take what the Prophet has instructed us. We should follow what the Prophet has said We should ensure that we take seriously what has been said by the Prophet So following his example would only be possible if we learnt it, if we made an effort to try and see what it was all about. Hence, every year people get together in order to highlight the importance of following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. There are some who don't believe in it at all. There are some who discard it and who degrade it or consider it not important. We are from among those who believe in it and we believe success lies in following the Qur'an plus the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, as it was taught to us by the scholars who have come through the generations to teach us this beautiful goodness. So my brothers and sisters, take a look at the challenges. Allah mentions the previous prophets and the challenges they went through and how they dealt with it and what Allah did for them and what Allah Almighty did uh, as a result of the doings of the people, of those messengers, 
the good and the bad and so on. But when it comes to the Prophet Muhammad he went through a lot, challenge upon challenge. If there was value to the worldly items and possessions that we have today that equated the weight of the wing of a fly, you know, in the Arabic language they say, Yaswa janaha ba'udah, that which is equivalent to the weight of the wing of a fly. If any of these material things was worth the weight of the wing of a fly in the eyes of Allah, it would have been given to Muhammad But it's not worth that even. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to put the best of creation and the most noble of all prophets in a time where there was no technology, there was no running water from taps, there was no electricity, there were no motor vehicles. Yet Allah says, if Allah had willed, glory be to him. If Allah had willed, he would have for you, he would have placed for you, he would have created for you much better than that. Much better than all the possessions that these people of materialism have. Allah would have created gardens. And the verses continue. But the point here is, if Allah wanted, He could have done that for the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. But there was no value of it or for it in the eyes of Allah. So Allah Almighty created Muhammad ﷺ, placed him at a time where there was nothing. Nothing much. Hot desert. At times no food, at times no clothing. Look at the ahadith of the Prophet ﷺ. How did he navigate through challenging times? With a lot of two things. Sabr. Sabr means he was patient. Allah Almighty says in the Quran in many places praising those who bear patience in different ways. One of them is, Allah is with those who bear patience. You bear patience, Allah is with you. So bear patience. So many times Allah says, if you bear sabr and you have some taqwa, if you bear sabr, we'll grant you this. If you bear sabr and you, you, you take it in your stride and so on. Subhanallah, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, had a lot of patience. He was always patient. He used to thank Allah. When the people did what they did to him in Ta'if, he thanked Allah. He thanked Allah and he actually complained about his weakness, yet he was not weak. And he did not make a dua against these people. Imagine how patient he was. Over and above that patience, the other quality is to thank Allah. Shukr. They say, as-sabru wa shukru. To bear patience and to be thankful. Show gratitude. When you have a problem, look at those who have worse. So going back, Aisha radiallahu anha says, in kunna ala Muhammadin, even though we were the family of the Prophet himself, وسلم, we used to see the moon and there was no food or drink. And the next moon, and the next moon, and we only consumed dates and water for three whole months. Yet we were the family of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. That's what we consumed. Which goes to show that he had challenges. There were times when there was no food. There's stories of when there was not much clothing either. There were, there were great difficulties. 
There were periods of time when there was a lot of hardship. But subhanallah, he never complained, not at all. He was patient and he always thanked Allah for whatever, for whatever he had. And this is why Allah Almighty tells us that if you thank Allah, if you're thankful, you will definitely have increase and alleviation. Alleviation from the hardship is considered increase in goodness. And over and above that, he will grant you increase in figures and numbers. Subhanallah. So here goes, Allah Almighty says, وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي Indeed, the announcement, you know, Allah has declared, if you were to be thankful, we will grant you increase. And if you are ungrateful, then indeed, my punishment is very severe. That's what Allah says. Muhammad went through hardship. He went through difficulty. He went through times that you would not imagine. I sit and I think to myself of this hadith of Aisha عنها, where she says, even though we were the family of the Prophet Muhammad we went through so much of difficulty. Always with gratitude. Look at those who have less than you so that it will be of greater benefit to you. It will make you more appreciative of what you have. Subhanallah. And I think to myself, imagine today, if we had someone who was known as the best of creation, one would expect them to have a lot in terms of this worldly life. Did you know the majority of those who have a luxurious life are not that close to Allah? Sad to say, and it is a fact. And those who have less, perhaps Allah has tested them in different ways in order for them to be closer to Allah. Sometimes if Allah has taken away from a person, that person can turn away from Allah. And sometimes when Allah gives a person, the person would turn away from Allah. It's more when Allah has given you that you turn away than when he takes away from you that you turn away. That one is more than this. And the reason is people start forgetting. They're drowning in luxury. They're enjoying the world so much. They're enjoying the world so much that they forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah forgive us. May he grant us goodness. Look at the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, seeking the forgiveness of Allah up to a hundred times a day. Yet he did not need it. And here we are. We spend a lifetime with no seeking forgiveness. Shouldn't we be seeking the forgiveness of Allah every day repeatedly in order to elevate your status and mine? In order to become more conscious of the connection with Allah that we are supposed to be having? That's how it should be. My brothers, my sisters. Here we are blessed to be able to look into some aspects of the teachings of Muhammad wasallam, Some aspects of his lifetime. How we can implement that in order to achieve the alleviation of today's suffering and in order to achieve guidance for to the current times and the, the current situation. Subhanallah. We need to be focused, dedicated. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ مَنْ ضَلَّ إِذَا اهْتَدَيْتُمْ O you who believe, be conscious. O you who believe, you need to concentrate on yourselves. Concentrate on your weaknesses. Concentrate on yourselves. Because those who are astray will not be able to harm you if you yourself are rightly guided. If you are rightly guided, those who are astray won't harm you. But when you are not concentrating on yourself and pointing at this one and that one, you begin to lose the path. You focus on something else. The entire life should be a focus on Allah and His Messenger because of the path that He had shown us to Allah. So here is this Messenger People went to war with him. People accused him. People said nasty things about him. To this day, people are saying crazy things about him. Yet, he is by far the most successful human being to exist, even according to those who don't believe in his message. Subhanallah. They say the most influential human being of all time is actually Muhammad sallallahu this is the witness of those who disliked him and those who don't follow him. They bear witness. Subhanallah Rabbil Alameen. Imagine what power. And when you want alleviation from your suffering, you must read the seerah. You must go through pages of the seerah. The seerah meaning the life of the Prophet His biography. If you look through the pages and see the hardship he went through, you will definitely achieve comfort because you realize I didn't go through all this. Imagine for three years they were surrounded at a place, subhanallah, Shi'ab Abi Talib in Mecca, just on the outskirts of Mecca, for three whole years. Then too, they suffered with food and drink. Without it, they had to make do with whatever they had. Subhanallah, they were sucking the roots of the trees in order to derive that little liquid or to extract that water. Have you ever done that? Not at all. The other day I was speaking to some of the brothers and sisters and I was saying, who's ready to try to be on dates and water for three whole months? Nobody. Not one from amongst us. Why? Because we'll say, well, you know, that's a little bit far-fetched and we, we don't need to do that. It's true. But the thought of it already makes you want to refuse and reject it. May Allah forgive us. Yet the best of creation went through all of that. Like I said earlier, he faced accusation, all sorts of things. They said things about him. They didn't listen. Not only that, they went to war with him. They wanted to harm him in person so many times. He continued to pray for these people and he continued to try with these people. And guess what? He succeeded. Today, how many Muslims are there across the globe? How many people are turning to Islam at a time like this when it is not easy to be Muslim? That's because the blessings of the Prophet ﷺ given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his path, his way, everything to do with his life is important. The way he breathed, the way he ate and spoke, the way everything, the way he relieved himself and there is a lot of detail in every aspect of his life because 
It's an act of worship, not only to learn it, but to put it into practice as best as you can. May Allah grant us goodness. We want to see success. Well, here it is. This is just an introduction to the topic. You need to make the effort. You need to undertake that I'm going to go back. I'm going to buy a book or get hold of a book that will teach me the detailed seerah of the Prophet Muhammad and I'm going to go through page by page, read it and check what hardship and what difficulty he went through and how he dealt with each item, with each one. Subhanallah. He made peace treaties at times. He had to send envoys or envoys to different parts of the world. Subhanallah. At a time when transport was not how it is today. Few hours, a few hours ago, I was somewhere else in the world in a different continent. Now I'm in a different continent. And after a few hours, I'm going to be in another continent. But at that time, they were on horseback. They took a long time to go and deliver messages. But we know about those messages today. So my brothers and sisters, thank Allah that you are part of this ummah. Blessed ummah. We are honored to be studying this seerah, to be looking into the aspects of the seerah. And we ask Allah Almighty to accept it from all of us. So these are the few words that I thought perhaps I would share with you. I'm noticing that I've already covered up almost 18 to 19 minutes. And uh, I think that uh, we, we must thank the organizers, uh, Imam Qasim and the others, uh, to having, meaning having made this a reality by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the love that we have of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the love of Rasul is manifest in our lives. The minute a person sees us, he would be able to tell, this man loves the Prophet Muhammad because of just how you look. That's it. And then it, it carries on from there. How you look would be the first point of understanding of who you are. Because you've chosen to look in a way that had you been in the company of Muhammad you would have fitted in completely. That's a good one. My brothers and sisters, if you were in the presence of the most beloved, the one who is going to be the first to enter Jannah, Muhammad the one who is going to have the intercession on that day of judgment, if you were in his company, would you be embarrassed because of the way You've chosen to dress perhaps or to look. If the answer is yes, perhaps it's time to do something about that. If really you love the messenger, peace be upon him, you should want to fit in with whatever he has taught and how he, how he taught us to dress and to look. People find loopholes. You'll find every loophole in the world because there are people who are sitting there looking for loopholes. They're going to find them. They're going to create them out of nothing. But to be honest with you, if you're a genuine person, rather than looking for loopholes, do the right thing. Just follow the example. And inshallah, we take it from there. May Allah bless you all. Aqulu qawli hadha. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad.